Welcome to Prime of Our Lives, a podcast about navigating pop culture and the Korean wave in our 30s. I'm Polly Kwok. And I'm Katie Logan. Hi, Katie. How are you? I am doing pretty well, actually, Polly. How are you? I am good. Lots of things happening at the moment yeah. in K-pop and Hallyu world, but you just finished a series, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And I feel bad because I know we want to, today we kind of want to talk about like new stuff going on. And this is kind of an older series that I've just binge watched really quickly. Okay. So for our listeners, is it Korean? Yes, of course. Of course it's Korean. Yeah. It's um, it's a K drama. I think it's from twenty seventeen, so it's not really, really old, but it's it's a few years old, and it's called Save Me. Okay. Yeah. Tell us more. Okay, so spoiler free. The synopsis is this girl moves to a new town, kind of a small town, uh, with her family, and she's going. She's in high school. Um, and she's not in school for long, but she makes an impression on these four guys who go to the school with her. Um, and then we jump ahead three years and her family has been sucked into this cult in the mountains near this town. And she has a chance encounter with these, the same guys from high school and she whispers to them, save me. And (gasps) yeah. And then the rest of the show is them, um, you know, they've taken it upon themselves to save that this girl they knew from high school from this cult. Were they friends in high school or just acquaintances? Just acquaintances. I mean, there's kind of extenuating circumstances where they feel a responsibility for her. Right. Um, and also she's really pretty. It's the, it's the main Obviously. actress from It's Okay to Not Be Okay. So she's really, really beautiful. Yeah, she is stunning. Yeah. And I love her voice. I love her how her voice is not super high-pitched. It's lower. It is, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And it's obviously not lighthearted. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's intense things happen. People die. Bad things happen. <laughs> but it was watchable for me. I think um, I haven't really been drawn to, like, thrillery, dark kind of content lately. But this one... Yeah. I love anything to do with cults, so the synopsis on Netflix said cult, and I said okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it nightmare-inducing? No, not at all. Okay, okay. Like I mean, cult, but not like too scary? I mean, it is scary, but it's scary in a way that is like, you're just kind of like, yes, I know that this is what happens in cults. I see. Okay. Maybe it's because you've got a lot of cult viewing experience. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Mean, there are scary things that happen, but no, I I, I didn't have nightmares. Um, it's more, to be honest, it's like there are murders and abuse and bad things happen. Yeah. But um, it's more about like corruption. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it kind of shows like it, it's a really negative view of society kind of because like the police are corrupt the politicians are corrupt your parents fail you the school fails you and then this cult also exists and it's like we can all point at this cult and say oh that's terrible but they're also showing that similar terrible things happen right under your nose in society I think 
Interesting. Yeah. It feels a bit like Stra- Stranger, the series, had a lot of corruption as well. Mm. I wonder if all these like Korean series, I mean, I know the director and I guess writer of Parasite likes to do kind of social commentary. Yeah. I wonder if through some of these series that that's what they're, is there that much corruption in Korea? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, tweet at us. Yeah, let us know if it's actually, obviously, it's not based on a true story. Yeah. Well, I think there are elements of, you know, examples probably of r- real cults. In there. Right, right, um, right, right. Yeah. Um, the other thing I loved about it is the second lead. I mean, the lead man was great, um, but the second lead is the bodyguard guy from The King. <gasps> loved him. Yeah. He's so He great. was so good. Yeah. I think he might be one of my faves. He was like one of the, there were moments where he was like the saving grace of the King, the series. Yeah. Yeah. True. (laughs) Moments. A hundred percent. And I mean, I do. um, So in this series, obviously it's not a rom-com, but I really wanted him to get the girl. Oh, and I'm guessing he didn't. I mean, no, spoiler alert. The girl, it's not a (laughs) rom-com. But, I, you know, he also didn't, like, really get the girl in The King. I don't know. I want I want to watch him in a series where he gets the girl. Oh, there's that one um, called Tempted where he's like. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to watch yes. that one. Yeah. Hopefully he gets the girl in that one. You'll yeah. have to report back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot's happening in Hallyu at the moment. Yeah, you're um, watching a new series, aren't you? Yes. I saw a lot of activity about the series on Twitter and I thought, you know what? I like you, I'm going to try for a non-rom-com series. Mm. Um called Uncanny Counter. Okay. Which seems really odd for a title, but yeah. after watching the first episode, I'm like, "Oh, it makes sense now." So what is so it about? It is about a group of people that are grim reapers mm. who um, bring people people get trapped in between like real world and the afterlife so they hunt demons and the souls that they capture um, and bring them back to the afterlife wow Sounds and so they've like got all these powers it is a bit like supernatural yeah it does it does feel you know what you're right it does give me that supernatural vibe But I just like, like so far, I'm only on episode four, um, but I'm already sucked in. Like I could easily binge this. Is it done (laughs) or is it coming out once a week? It was coming out once a week, but it's fully out now. And I've decided that I cannot persevere for a once a week episode series. Yeah. Like I need to wait till the whole thing is out so I can watch it in either like in a go or like on demand. Yeah. Because waiting week to week, like I tried to do that with um, Love Struck in the City. It just makes me lose momentum with it. Yeah. And I, I'd rather like really get sucked in and be like fully involved in the entire series than have a snippet of it. Because by the time, because I'm watching so many other things and thinking about so many other things. By the time I watch it again next week, it's like, wait, what was happening again? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Crash Landing was an exception because it was just so good once I got into it. Plus, it feels a bit like yeah, there's those kinds of series where there is like obviously an underlying storyline, 
but then each episode has a kind of pattern to it. Yeah. And I think those series are fine. But for some reason, I finding like most Korean series are not like that. I think they love a cliffhanger, don't they? Yeah. And so I want to know more. At at the end of an episode, I'm like, oh, I have to wait another week. Yeah. I mean, my viewing habit, like if I have to stop watching, like I almost texted you on Friday when I started watching this series because I stayed up until 4 a.m. Yeah. And my habit is like, I can't stop at the end of the episode. I have to stop like 15 minutes into the next one. That's the better stopping point. That's true. Yeah. Good point. I mean, that is what I do, I think, unknowingly, but you're right. Because they usually do a huge cliffhanger at the end of the episode. Yeah. It's like, did they die or not? Yeah. <laughs> then you watch the beginning, you're like, whew, they're still alive. Yeah. And you're or, like, logically, oh, no, they're dead. I know they haven't killed the lead, but, you know, you still yeah. gotta know. <laughs> yeah. They did that in Crash Landing. Yeah. Now that I've seen it a second time, I'm like, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. But so I guess we were both, I mean, I was a bit on the fence about the Blackpink concert. Yes. Did you or did you not watch the Blackpink concert? I didn't. I failed. I mean, I think I had every intention to watch it. And then because I basically didn't sleep Friday night watching the show, I was like, last night before I went to bed, I was like, am I going to watch the concert or do I want to sleep? And I decided to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Fair play. Fair play. Yeah. I mean, it was it was at 6 a.m. your time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen little snippets from it. I've only um, seen what they put on Instagram. What do you think of what you've seen? I don't like to compare them okay. to BTS. <laughs> okay. Overall, they all looked great. Yes. Like, every outfit change, great. Like, I think their fashion game is really strong. Mm-hmm. And do I want to look like them? Yes. Do I want Jisoo's hair? Yes. Do I want Lisa's hair? Yes. Do I want like their, like Lisa's attitude? Yes. But I, it looked, so I watched the James Corden performance. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt a bit like that. But oh, no. So all the clips I've seen were a bit like that, but obviously with different songs, different choreo, different outfits. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think the camera work for James Corden's recording was really bad. Yeah. So I think that was really distracting from their performance. Um, and then obviously I didn't see any of their solo stuff. So I didn't hear the new, like the full Rosé song, which I was oh, yeah. looking forward to. But yeah. Lisa did a cover of Say So by that's, Doja Cat. I mean, that's what they always have to do. If you watch old concert footage, because we've talked on the podcast before about how they did a world um, a world tour before they even had an album. Yeah. And they just don't have enough music. So they always have to do covers for their solos. Yeah. Which is really weird. Yeah. Whereas like BTS, I mean, they all have solo songs and like yeah. songs that they can do and give other members a break. Yeah. I mean... You know, yes, they work with that one producer, as mm-hmm. we've learned in the documentary. But surely, like, you can churn out one more song. You know, yeah. obviously, Jenny has Solo, which is her solo song. Rosé's got her new song. I don't know what Jisoo has, but, like, it's just maybe two more songs. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I didn't feel FOMO. Let's put it that way. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I want I definitely want to see clips of it. I think my my hesitation for you know making the effort to wake up and watch it this morning was after the James Corden performance, where I was like, "This isn't even fun to watch." Like, yeah, I you cannot deny that the songs are bops. The songs are good. They look yeah, really great. good. They're beautiful, yeah. beautiful girls. The songs are great. But yeah. those two factors together does not a performance make, <laughs> you know? Yeah, agreed. Which yeah. makes me contemplate that even if they did come to London, would I watch them? Not sure. I mean... I have, yeah, Blackpink concert hesitancy. No, no, no. It would be fun live because the songs are bops. Like, you could just, like, dance, you know? Yeah, I would just go for the blinks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... So not only that this morning, then there was Shiny yes, comeback. Yes, is that a new single? Shiny is back. Shout out to Claudia, who is our K-pop sensei and a huge shawl. Hopefully <laughs> I'm saying that correctly. Um, so they, yeah, really, they performed two songs from their B-side mm-hmm. um, when they did the live stream this morning. And they think they did snippets of like solo stuff. Okay. Um, I think Taemin did Criminal, which is not new. I think everyone's heard Taemin do Criminal before. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so they're officially, their album's being released February February 22nd. You know, Uh, 222. That is a fast turnaround. Yeah. I mean, I think because one of them's joining, like have to, join the military soon I feel like they need to do their comeback soon but I think everyone's very excited yeah. um one of their songs is called marry you oh, um <laughs> yeah it's I mean this is every shawl's dream if arm if bts did a song called marry you and in the song they say I want to marry you I feel like <laughs> the memes the memes I mean the the R.I.P.'s army memes yeah. would be insane or like everyone saying I do and stuff like that. But, you know, it's it's they're vocally really strong, yeah, I have to say. Yeah. Like both key and on you. Mm-hmm. Now I'm saying it correctly. <laughs> yeah, both are they were saying some really high notes today. So lots happening in the Korean K-pop world at the moment. Yeah. Oh, and we yeah. also, I mean, we wanted to talk about IU. Yes, yes, yes. IU. So she released her new single ahead of her full length album, which is coming out soon. Her single's called Celebrity. Mm-hmm. It's, I yeah, I listened to it on loop for like an hour without <laughs> knowing it. Because my Spotify automatically puts everything on, like, repeat. (laughs) And I don't, like, for some reason, I don't take it off. And then I was like, wait, I feel like I've heard this song a lot, but I don't mind. (laughs) It's so, so good. So good. So, um, yeah, IU. Katie, can you tell us a bit more about her? Yeah, so, I don't know. I kind of think of IU as a little bit like Korea's Taylor Swift. Mm. She is a solo artist. She's never been in a band. So she's a successful solo artist and she's like a singer songwriter. Um, and yeah, so that's, she's kind of in her late 20s now. And that's why she gives me Taylor Swift vibes. 
Yes, it's true. And she writes, obviously, a lot of songs, mm -hmm. which I really appreciate. And they're all very, like, poetic. Yeah. I mean, my first intro into IU was knowing that Jungkook from BTS really liked her. Yeah. And I was like, why does he like her? <laughs> and then I looked into her and then I listened to some of her songs. I was like, at the time, I was like, eh. Yeah. And then I listened to Eight, um, yeah. which is the song IU had produced by Sugar from BTS. Yeah. And that was my kind of gateway into IU. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Pretty much the same journey for me. Um, I, I mean, you even talked about eight on the podcast one time and I was kind of like, yeah, okay. Okay. And then I didn't even listen to it for a while. And then I finally list, finally listened to it and was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's so good. So yeah. good. Like she's got so many really good songs. Yeah. Like, um, ending scene is really good. Blooming is really good. I also like how, when I listen to the, this is IU playlist, um, you randomly sometimes hear a song and you're like, this sounds Celtic, but it's IU. Like she plays around with a lot of different genres, I think. Yeah. 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 So I was watching a video this week that was like, why do Koreans love IU so much? And um, it was kind of interesting. She, I think from the sounds of it, I mean, literally the only research I did was watching this one video. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, but what I heard was she wasn't very popular in the beginning. Like her first debut didn't do particularly well. Um, mm. But she has subsequently worked really hard. And so I think I saw somebody's quote was like, when you see, when, you, when I hear the name IU, I think like an artist, like her music videos are works of art. She works really hard to like write really good songs. She has a really good voice. Um, and the other thing that has made her really popular in Korea subsequent to her debut, I guess, is um, she's really personable on talk show appearances. Mm. Yeah. She just seems really down to earth. Yeah. Um, I mean, she wasn't, she definitely, I think it's been mentioned a lot where she didn't, you know, come from a really rich family or anything. Mm. Um, and I think it's, it's coming back to she's got a bit of an underdog story. Yeah, and she's at a smaller agency, isn't she? Yeah. She's not like an SM artist. No. But she's won a lot of awards in recent shows. Yeah. Um, sorry, in recent award shows in Korea. I mean, I've watched way too many of them in recent weeks because, like, December, January is peak Korean award show season for K-pop. But, but it's, um, the awards were for eight, weren't they? Like a lot of awards for eight. And then yeah, but she also won for Blooming. Oh, okay. Song of the Year. Um, I think it was Digital Song of the Year. So it was one of the big awards, mm. which I think for like a solo female artist, that's pretty in a, in a, I guess, environment where there's so many like K-pop groups, which usually are, you know, the ones who win. It's quite yeah. nice to have a female because I guess in that category that she won wasn't limited to only female artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I guess that ability to compete is also Taylor Swift vibes. Yes, agreed. Although different from Taylor Swift is that she also did a Korean drama. Yes, so she's called... also an actress. Yeah, 
Hotel Del Luna, which I haven't seen yet, but is definitely on my list. Me too. Apparently there's ghosts. Scary um, ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Korean ghosts scare me more than the average ghost. So I feel like I need to be in a certain kind of daytime viewing for that series. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I, I watched the trailer for it, I think, and it does it does look good. But I think I'm going to watch The Uncanny Caller with you. Or Counter? The Uncan- Uncanny Counter. Yeah, Uncanny Counter is really good. Yeah, I'm going to jump I on I think it doesn't, it doesn't have a love story, or, I mean, so I think for now. But it's, yeah, I think it's one of my 2021, hopefully... Um, I sent my thoughts out to the Twitter sphere, and many people have reassured me that it has a good ending. So I'm persevering. Okay. Because I there's nothing I hate more than a terrible ending for a series. Okay. That makes me like totally not want like re- record of youth. The ending was like no. You're so scared. <laughs> Why did I invest 16 episodes? <laughs> I haven't had that experience yet. I don't think. That's good. You're yeah. lo- not even not even what's wrong with Secretary Kim. No, because it wasn't like a sad Terrible. ending. It was just it right. was just dragged out for too long. Yeah. In other news, another thing to update you on: Mark from Got Seven has officially left Korea. Oh my gosh, I saw that this morning. Dun dun dun. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know the significance of it, <laughs> but it was just. OMG, he's left Korea. Yeah. I mean, and Bam Bam had like a sweet post or two across various It was medias. so cute. Yeah. Bam Bam looked like a child <laughs> in that photo. I mean, he was a child. And then it makes me think, how young did they start in these trainee programs? I know. Like, he looked like he was 10. I know. <laughs> or younger. Yeah. I'm terrible at like guessing ages for children. But still. Yeah. Anyway, so my hopes of a, or like a GOT7 comeback in for this year is probably slowly dwindling. Mm. But did you subscribe to Mark's YouTube channel? You know what? He is not my bias in GOT7. But so you could he's... get GOT7 content. <laughs> I know, like GOT7 forever or OT7. <laughs> I think for me, <laughs> um, he's not really, I think musically so far, I prefer some of the other members' work. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm waiting to see. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he got a million subscribers before he even had a video on YouTube. Which goes yeah. to show he's clearly, like, got seven fans are very dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I think for me, JB is still my fave. Cute. And I think I'm veering more into, as I said before, like kind of R&B vibes. Yeah. And I feel like, because Mark is one of the rappers. Okay. So he's like, the sound is slightly different. Okay. I'm I'm either like R&B, candy pop, pop, or like ballads, like OST ballads. And he's yeah. neither of those categories. Okay. So I'll watch this space. Um, the other YouTube channel that has started recently is Ginny's from Blackpink. Yes. Are you? Did you subscribe? I didn't, but I'm going to, I think. <laughs> For someone who like claimed to be a blink before I even claimed to be ARMY, I am a remarkably like 
inactive Blackpink fan. <laughs> yeah. This is why I don't feel like, yeah, I think with GOT7 and with like, well, with Super M, I think I stand them, but I wouldn't say I'm like in their fandom. Because I feel like if you're in a fandom, you like should like everything about them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm definitely an ARMY in that I do like everything about BTS. Obviously, there's still, like, songs I don't listen to as much as some of the other songs. But generally, like, there's not a song I hate. Not hate, but, like, don't like. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the music, I definitely feel that way about Blackpink. True. Um, it's just the particularly lifeless performances. <laughs> And I, did, I wish they would make it easier for us to yeah. be blinks. And Ginny is not the most compelling. No. I mean, she's just, she's got great fashion sense and she's really, really Agreed. pretty. And, yeah. you know, we've kind of mentioned um, that she used to date Kai from EXO. And, like, he's so sweet that she must be sweet, too. <laughs> Our theory. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. must be. Yeah. I mean... To date someone like that, like, he just seems like such a sweet, like, genuine kind of guy. Like, Although they do say opposites attract, oh, right? <laughs> so what if she's, like, the complete opposite? <laughs> we're, like, we're writing a fan fiction right now <laughs> on the podcast. I mean, that is fan fiction material. Yeah. Uh, so speaking about being really good on variety shows, Polly, you are our local variety show expert. And I think, I mean, I feel like maybe in February we can do an entire episode dedicated to variety shows and do a bit of an intro for our listeners. But yep. do you want to do kind of a sneak preview of that more in-depth look and tell us about a variety show you've been enjoying lately? Yeah, sounds good. Um, so one of my favorites at the moment is called Men on a Mission on Netflix. Nice. Or it's also known as Knowing Bros. Okay. And it's got male comedians that play high school students. And every week they welcome like celebrity transfer students. And it's just slapstick humor. It's witty humor. It goes back and forth between the um, comedians and the guest hosts. Oh. And I think... I, we can dive into this, yeah, as we say in our full episode on variety shows. But I think what makes it really good, obviously the comedians are really funny. One of them used to be um, a famous Korean wrestler. One of them's a Korean basketball player. One of them was a, is a member of Super Junior. One of them is a member of a rock band called Buzz. I think some of them are musicians and their dynamic is really funny in itself. Like they make fun of each other, that kind of thing. And then every week, I think for me with variety shows is if you know the people who are coming on a show, it makes obviously the show a lot better. Yeah. So now that I'm, you know, listening to a lot of K-pop, I've been going through their older episodes and watching people I listen to on the shows so, for example, EXO, your favorite, Katie. Yeah. They've been on the show, like, four times. Um, Are they good? So, every time, yeah, they were really funny. So, they just, I think the comedians bring out, you know, a lot of personality from the celebrities. And usually, celebrities are on the show, much like, you know, your average talk show, where they're, like, trying to promote an album or, like, music or if they're, you know, in a TV show, 
that's just like a K-drama that they're trying to promote, then they'll go on the show. So there's like hundreds of episodes on Netflix. So you just have to go through and search. I, I usually just go through and search for bands or people I know and watch their episodes. Okay. I think that's the other thing about variety shows is that, especially for Korean ones for me, is that if you don't know the people who are showing going on, it's not as funny. Yeah. I mean, it's you like need to know the context. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's more funny as they like repeat, go on the show because they'll bring back things that they did last time and stuff like that. So if you're into EXO because Katie recommended it, the EXO episodes are pretty funny. Or my new fave, Stray Kids. Well, Stray Kids was recently on there. I haven't seen that one yet. But I think it's this is like the whole K-pop plus. Like you like their music, you like their stages, you like their choreo, and then you watch them on variety shows, which is like the next level of fandom, I think. If I could speak fluent Korean, Mm. this would be like ambient TV, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, so I have to really focus. Yet. (laughs) Yet. That's right. (laughs) But yeah, so if you yeah happen to like one of these K-pop groups, they very likely will have made an appearance on this show. Oh, good tip. Maybe I will investigate some knowing bros. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing to watch after you've watched something like super serious. So maybe like true crime and then knowing bros. <laughs> it's like a good before bed watch. A hundred percent. That is my go-to before bed watch. Yeah. So over to you, Katie. I know you definitely have a book going at Mm. all times, if not more than one book. Um, For some of us who are now entering February, which is crazy that January has already passed, Any book recommendations for our listeners? Yes, actually. So I have already had my first five-star read for the year. In January, I was kind of playing catch-up. So I was reading some books that I had heard people talking about during 2020 that I just hadn't had time to get to. And one of the books that everyone was talking about and saying great things about was this book called House in the Cerulean Sea. Right. So I picked it up um, because the premise sounded nice and it was amazing. It was amazing. It's going to be one of my favorite books of the year, like I already know. Um, So I'll tell you a little bit about it because Polly, I think you would love this one. Yeah, I'm adding this to the list of when I start reading again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is for sure. This is, it's so, so cute. So it's set in an alternate universe. Um, And in this alternate universe, there's magic on Earth. So there's um, kind of magical beings. So like there are vampires and griffins and phoenixes and, and, you know, all sorts of like magical beings. Um, But they are controlled by the government. So there are orphanages for magical children and then um, I, I guess when they grow up, they have to register with the government and just kind of be supervised because uh, there's a lot of mistrust of these magical beings. So that's the world we're in. Um, and then the lead character is a social worker at the Department for Magical Youth. And he goes and visits orphanages and makes sure that they're following the rules and um, treating the kids like well enough. 
and he gets sent to this orphanage that's in this house in the Cerulean Sea on an island off the coast because it's the worst of the worst kids are meant to be there um, and he's supposed to go check on them and he's really scared because he reads their file um, and he goes to this island and you just fall in love with each of these kids they're so 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 cute like the most precious um, and our main, main character we're following the social worker kind of falls in love with the the guy who runs the orphanage so you've got right. a little bit of a love story going on but it's very um it's very gentle and it's just like the stars are the the kids because they're just the sweetest I feel like this would be a great movie yeah I hope they make it into a movie it's just like it was just the sweetest thing I've ever read is it what is it YA you think or is it it's almost kind like of... they call it middle grade where it's for <laughs> Mid- like, middle grade yeah middle grade is like late elementary school middle school oh, um, okay so it almost feels like that but like for adults okay I don't know I don't know what the target audience is because um, I mean Harry Potter was meant for adults wasn't it yeah I think or so no. Yes, this book definitely has Harry Potter book one vibes and also like Roald Dahl, where it's kind those of like... Were, those were the best vibes. Yeah, it's like a book, it's like a magical book that could be for kids, but also for grownups. Like maybe if kids read it, they get one thing out of it. And if grownups read it, they get something else out of it. Mm. Is this one of a series or just standalone? It's just a standalone. <gasps> yeah. Oh so good it's a feel-good book yeah oh yeah I think I would really like it I'm really into the feel-good genre great good to know so add it into your list if you are looking for a feel-good heart repairing vibe yes 100% so good um Katie we have now come to this time again where we set some goals Oh my gosh, is it that time? Oh, oh dear. <laughs> um, what goal have you set for yourself this week? Well, my goal last week was to finish strong at work. And I think I can say that I did. So Yes. Yeah. I got to inbox zero. I finished my handover notes and, you know. That must be work. such a good feeling. Yeah. Inbox zero. Yeah. It felt really Ugh. good. Yeah, so um, I would say my goal for this week is I'm I'm working my way through like a meditation workbook. Um, okay. And so it's like 30 days um, of meditation practice. And so I've done five days in a row so far. So that is the first section of the book done. So yeah, my prime goal for this week is to keep doing that. Polly. Nice. Yeah. What is your goal for the week? So I think my goal last time was to make these Asian soups. Yes. And I saw on your Instagram. Yeah. So I made a chicken Chinese mushroom soup with goji berries and ginger. Yeah. And then this week I made a soup with ribs, carrot, sweet corn and dried dates, which was also very nice. I mean, it's because I don't have a Asian supermarket within reach. So I have to restrict all the recipes that I'm trying 
to things that I can buy in a non-Asian supermarket. Yeah. Which makes it a bit tricky. Um, and next week, I am going to make this Korean beef potato noodle soup. Oh. So, yeah, I'm on a roll with these soups. I'm all about, like, slow cooking meat and then just drinking the broth and putting veg in. And it's giving me life, I think. Oh, sounds amazing. <laughs> Literally, because I guess electrolytes. Um, but this week, I think for me, I am back on the yoga train. And I'm going to start the Yoga with Adrian February calendar. I think for me, there obviously I had a bit of a hiatus in January. So I think this week for me is getting back into my really solid workout routine that I had and maintaining that. Because nice. I think, to be honest, I did have a hiatus from yoga, but I picked it up a few days ago and it feels like I've never stopped again. Mm. Like obviously my body is nowhere near as you know, flexible or as strong as I was. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how quickly, well, I, I am losing it, but not like that much. But I mean, getting back into the, to the routine wasn't hard, but now I'm trying to build cardio back in again. And yeah, I think not doing yoga has made a difference on my mental health. Yeah. So I'm very keen to get back on the meditative yoga train. Yeah, and totally. yeah so we'll see but yeah that is my goal of the week so if anyone else is also doing the february yoga with adrian calendar you're not alone we shall persevere i think i will definitely keep it on my radar yeah I, yep. i'm not like a yoga everyday person but i like doing it a few times a week yeah and i think not everyone is as well i think it's good to try it and I quite like that with the calendars, it takes the thinking work out. Like you just do the next video. Yeah. Because I think now that I wasn't doing the January calendar, I had to think about what video I wanted to do. Yeah. And then you get decision fatigue, don't you? Like, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's the whole just wake up, just click the video, just do it. No yeah. thinking required. Totally. So that is the game plan. All right. Well, that's the end of our episode. That's the end. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Prime of Our Lives. We'll be back soon with a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. To keep the conversation going, follow us on Twitter at Prime Lives Pod.